Hey, good afternoon and welcome to SWAT Radio. It is Thursday, January 28th. I'm Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. And I'm so glad you're joining us today, whether you're listening up in uh, Virginia on the Lighthouse and Meridian on WMER, here in Florida on The Truth, WTRJ. We're just glad you're here today. Uh, nice day outside here. Not sure about what it is in Meridian or up in uh, Virginia. But it's a little cooler than we have had, and uh, it's okay. So it's going to be a great day today. We got uh, Howdy Russell is my guest today. Howdy is a board member of His Light International Ministries, which is the ministry that's the parent of the radio program here. And Howdy also is the proprietor of one of the best hamburger places in the world. I mean, like, uh, yeah, I, I could say it's the best, but I've not actually eaten every hamburger in the world. So I just say one of the best for sure. But Jumpin' Jack's House of Food, if you have not been there, some of the leaders in this city, very influential people, have said that is the best burger I've ever had. So he's got locations in Mandarin in Jacksonville, downtown Jacksonville on West Adams, out at Atlantic Beach on Atlantic Boulevard. And it is not just good burgers. It's good everything. It's comfort food. And, boy, do you feel comforted when you go in there and eat some. So whether it's having a shake or whatever, it's awesome. And I'm so glad that God put it on his heart to do it. Howdy is not just a man who has owns these restaurants and runs these restaurants. He's a good brother in the Lord. He's been a great uh, friend for wisdom for me over the years. And uh, he has allowed us to meet at Jumpin' Jack's on San Jose now since it's been open and um i'm just so thankful that uh, we get to go there and use that place uh, to teach god's word every thursday we were there this morning and so without further ado howdy welcome to swat radio well thanks for having me i appreciate it yeah it's uh been a long time trying to get you up here i mean really to get you up here so we could talk about things going on in the restaurant it's been a challenging year from this time last year, hasn't it? <laughs> uh, you, know, you know the uh, for the restaurant. I mean, just you're you've been in lots of restaurant businesses, right? Over the years, like you've been involved with with Maple Street, the Loops. I mean, uh, other other restaurants. It, was there ever anything like you saw affect restaurants like last oh, year? Absolutely not. There's not been anything that comparable, and I think most of us say that about the. The whole COVID situation. In fact, I just yesterday had a, a pretty close uh, friend of mine that uh, I uh, I used to perform with with the Big Orange Chorus in town. He just passed away of, of complications of that. So it's it's really hit. You know, most of us it's hit in some way very close to heart as well as our businesses. And yeah, it's a real thing. But what we've done, and you and I have had this conversation a lot. Uh, in response to it, it's almost like the cure has been worse than the disease itself. Even though there is fatalities, there's no question it can kill people, the complications from it. But, man, it is. there's businesses out west. You, you've kind of been blessed in the sense that you've been able to be open for a while, haven't you? Yeah, absolutely right. In fact, we're, we're back to a point now where we're at about – 
94, 95% of where we were before all of this got started. So um, we really count our blessings, and, and we really appreciate the support that Jacksonville has given to us um, coming back and, and uh, coming into our stores and, and those kind of things. And SWAT's been a big part of that, honestly. The, uh, the meetings uh, regularly on Thursday, as well as the guys in the other uh, SWAT groups that are, uh, that are continuing to support us, it's been phenomenal. Well, it's it's been great, and um, I, I mean, I, we, I could eat there every day, but I'd, I'd put on like four hundred pounds if I did that because the, I don't know what you put in those burgers, but they're good. They're 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 the best, most closely related to a backyard burger I've ever had. So. Well, there's a company called Backyard Burgers, so make sure you uh, clarify <laughs> yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah. But uh, absolutely, yeah. um, you know, when when we look at this COVID thing. Uh, in the, like you said, the cure, I guess is what they're calling it. Um, I mean, I tend to look at it more biblically and, uh, you know, how did COVID, okay, how did it come here? And then what's our, what's our, our strategy to get out of it? And Bible's pretty clear about what we need to do to get away from these kinds of things or to work our way through them or whatever. The Bible's pretty clear. Uh, you know, if we fix ourselves, if we fix our nation and go the right way, that's how we, uh, you know, how, how we can resolve some of these things. And yet what we seem to be doing as a country is uh, deciding that uh, the, the cure is to um, put these, uh, these, these steps in place that we haven't done necessarily before and try to stop anybody from getting sick. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think there's a lot of i don't think there's a lot of hope for actually being able to do that to well, stop everybody from getting no sick. we're gonna get sick i mean but but you know god has given us this thing uh called an immune system that's really pretty amazing when you stop and think about it i was sharing with taylor yesterday that 98 or i'm sorry 99.87 percent is the survivability rate of people who contract covid that's a that's a point one three percent globally that's pretty amazing when you stop and think about it for something that's a pandemic to have that kind of survivability rate sure um and so as you have navigated through these uh these rough waters so to speak over the last year what's kept you going i mean what's what's helped you if if people are listening today that kind of are still struggling whether they're struggling financially or whatever what's been some rocks or anchors for you that have held held you down in the storm yeah um honestly it's uh, a commission that i'm supposed to do the work of the lord and if i'm not sick or if i am still here my heart's still beating i i have work to do and uh and my 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 family feels my whole family feels exactly the same way about uh about our responsibilities to uh continue to to uh glorify god in whatever we do whatever that may be and with Jumpin' Jack's House of Food, we just look at that as uh, that's just an in- instrument to uh, to get it done. So anything we can do to bless uh, the people that come in to get something to eat or they come in, you know, maybe in some cases it's just for a sanctuary for lunchtime or for dinner time or a place to meet up with friends or whatever, we want to facilitate that. At, at the same time, um, that's a very difficult thing in COVID because um, um, we have watched our dining room traffic uh, plummet, but our online ordering and takeout and delivery has skyrocketed. So mm-hmm. uh, it's it's a challenge to do that. Now, are you, are there limits right now on the number of people you can have in your dining room? 
No, um, it, it's a hundred percent occupancy. Um, however, the, the you've spread it out. I know you've got tables spread out. Well, it's actually fairly easy to do today. Um, I mean, if you actually, um, you know, if you measure it, the space that is allotted in the restaurant with the number of people that we have in the restaurant, even at our busiest time on a Friday night or on a Sunday lunch, we still have, I mean, it is easy to be able to say there is enough cubic footage in here to easily um, stick by the CDC mandates for uh, for how much space you should have around each person. Now, it doesn't mean that two people are standing that far apart uh-huh. uh, because it's up to them individually how far they choose to stand uh, from each other. But um, there's plenty of space in the restaurants to be able to do that. And I've seen that in most restaurants. I've seen that ability to do that, not necessarily including bars. Bars tend to be more social um, you know, those kind of places. So, you know, they have, I think they have a rougher job to, to try to ma- maintain separation between people. Well, I know my girls like, like we get, I take home some uh, leftover breakfast pizza. You make that for us. Now, are y'all serving breakfast pizza to the public now, or is that only catering or how do you, do you do that? Yeah. The downtown store does. It has a full, the full breakfast menus served uh, all five days, Monday through Friday in the downtown store. The other two stores in Mandarin and at Atlantic Beach uh, are open for breakfast on Saturday and Sunday. Oh, Saturday and Sunday, okay. Mm-hmm. But if anybody wants a breakfast pizza, call. We'll each, any of the stores will make the breakfast pizza whenever they. If take you it haven't had their breakfast pizza, they put a secret ingredient in their crust, and it's like it's it's really good. I'll just say that my girls love it. Um, well, how do you uh, grew up? in a family we're going to be on a break here in a a minute or two but you grew up in a family that was broken right yeah i mean uh and how many siblings did you have well when i was growing up in the house i i just had a sister uh but when i was 17 uh i had a half brother added to the mix okay because your dad was a military guy he was a pilot and uh you you moved around obviously with that and um, didn't grow up with necessarily a strong foundation of faith uh, in God. Uh, how did that come about? Um, well, uh, my dad was a uh, an Episcopal uh, by by birth, and uh, you know by you I can be born belief. Episcopalian. Well, I guess <laughs> wow, I think I, everybody I, is. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, we went to church. Uh, very much, you know, a Christian, uh, I mean, a, an Episcopal upbringing. Uh, it was one day, one hour and a half at church was pretty much the, that was the extent of church for me. Uh, when my parents got divorced. Uh-oh. That sound uh, is the sound that we have got to go to break. So when we come back, we're going to take it at your parents got divorced and you're going to walk us through how God got a hold of Howdy Russell's life. And how Howdy Russell now has restaurants in Jacksonville that bless people. So, uh, hey, you're listening to SWAT Radio. I want to let you know about an event coming up in um, February, February 27th. It's Iron Sharpens Iron. It's going to be at Mandarin Presbyterian Church. This is a live in-person event from 830 to 255. They've been doing it for the last four years. I'll be sharing there. Vaughn McLaughlin, H.B. Charles, a lot of good guys sharing. Uh, For more information, you can go to ironsharpensiron.net. That's ironsharpensiron.net. We're going to be right back on SWAT Radio with more of this Howdy Russell interview. Stay tuned. 
If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. They say sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. Right now, right now, I'm losing back. I've stood on this stage night after night, reminding the broken it'll be. Hey, this is Doug McCary from SWAT Radio uh, here, where you're listening to Thursday Guest Day, and we always bring in guests, uh, people who have influenced the kingdom. Uh, and out there in the world being an influence for Christ, and Howdy certainly has done that. Hey, listen, today, if you're listening today in the Jacksonville area, St. Augustine, Jacksonville, even hey, even if you're up in Folkestone, Georgia, drive down here over the weekend, go to a Jumpin' Jack's house of food, and all you got to do is say, hey, SWAT 15. They're going to go, what? Say, I want the SWAT 15, and they will give you 15% off of your total bill. That's a cool deal, and if you're listening today, you ought to take advantage of that. You'll have one of the best burgers in the world, certainly the best in town, and uh, it, it is a great place to eat. I got a question about your comfort food before we get back. Who decides what went on the menu? Uh, was it ultimately you, or did you have like a team meeting? I'm just curious to know because you got really good food up there and good sandwiches, other good stuff. How do you decide when you do comfort food what's going to be on the menu up there? I guess that it really did, did uh, come down. Ultimately, it came down to me deciding yes or no. Uh, my original partner, Chris Fusco, who owns uh, several Larry's Giant subs in town, um, it certainly, you know, he and I commiserated on that as well as charles moles who is uh, our manager downtown and is our operations guy for the whole company and uh, we just kind of came together and said what do we need to have um and uh, uh it turned out burgers pizzas chicken sandwiches salads and then almost anything else we decided Shakes, to throw in there. good oh, desserts yeah. i mean there's a lot of comfort and now you got this little thing well you have this thing you've always had it where when you give your order you give people a little placard a little card and it's got a bunch of sayings on there, like the sharpest knife in the drawer. They're all positive, right? Yeah. One of the things that we learned uh, in our time with uh, Maple Street Biscuit Company was calling out orders by name or number 
is boring and it doesn't really add to the uh, energy of uh, a guest experience. One of the things that uh, Maple Street Biscuit Company does effectively is they usually ask a question of the day, who's your favorite rock group or, or something along those lines. Uh, and that's how they would call your order out. So if your favorite rock group was uh, Tin Lizzy, <laughs> then uh, they, they would call it Tin Lizzy, and then everybody would look at you and they go, wow. Oh, like, that, that guy, guy Lizzie. likes Tin Lizzy. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. So knowing that, we wanted to add our own element to it to be able to call it an order, uh, but one that would you know maybe bring a smile to somebody's face or give us uh, the ability to uh, – to have a very quick conversation with a guest at the table. Mm-hmm. So when we have uh, the most beautiful flower in the bouquet, it's really easy to walk up to that person and say, I know it's you. You know, it absolutely <laughs> is you. Uh, and it just helps bring a smile to their face, and it helps us interact. With That's them. good. Well, uh, I want to go back, Howdy, to your story. Your your parents divorced. You're living with your dad, right? No, or living with my mom. Living actually. with your mom. Yep, yep. So you're living with your mom, and you have one sibling there, and – where when after they divorce, how how much is faith a part of what's going on there in that environment? Uh, the, faith was not part of that environment. My mother left my dad for another woman, and uh, so my dad goes off to Vietnam in nineteen sixty nine seventy, and my mom introduced us to a uh, fairly uh, sublime lifestyle, homosexual lifestyle. We didn't really. See and back then, that was in really taboo in, right? in Central Texas. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which was kind of, I mean, um, I mean, my mom's girlfriend lived with us, but we didn't really see, you know. Yeah, you didn't have, it wasn't flaunted like it is no, today. No, um, and, and so roll forward, uh, several friends went to a lot of, it's amazing, uh, a lot of my, uh, a lot of my friends that I hung out a lot with in Kerrville were black friends, and I attended more black churches in, uh, you know, the, the historically black churches in Kerrville than I did uh, white churches. But I would go to uh, Sunday services about every other week with with my friends, whoever yeah. I spent spent the night with. But uh, faith really didn't enter the picture until af- way after my senior year of high school had gone to uh, then from from Kerrville, Texas to uh, Boston, Massachusetts, and went to prep school up in Massachusetts. Also pretty faithless around there, um, but started to question my mom's lifestyle um, and. You know, I guess you know my own to a certain extent, but started to, act, act, to actually have those those questions of: Is she doing the right thing? Am I doing the right thing? You know, uh, uh, you know, just having those questions as as you move through growing up. It actually wasn't until I had met my wife and we decided we were going to get married in a Catholic church because she grew up Catholic, and I was like, well, I was Episcopal. They're practically the same thing in my world, so whatever, that's fine. And so we got married in a Catholic church. Uh, not a whole lot of faith. We tried going to church when we first came to Jacksonville before we were living with each other, uh, unmarried. We tried going to church. We went to an Episcopal church, um, and actually somebody had the uh, um, courage to come up to us and, and actually confront us in love about living with each other, and we just thought they were absolutely ridiculous. What, you mean that's wrong? Yeah, no. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> no, in this day and age, people don't think it is wrong, but it is absolutely against God's design. We now see that. Yeah. Um, I mean, Teresa and I uh, absolutely have fallen on, on our knees to the Lord saying, you know, thank you for pulling us out of that. And uh, because we were really, I mean, we were on that, uh, you know, theological and uh, spiritual uh, grease pole. We yeah. really were. Um, and, and actually, um, when we came to the Lord, um, was because on our wedding night after we were married, 
uh, Teresa's mother was witnessed to by a, a Baptist friend of hers who witnessed to her. She accepted the Lord that night and uh, and actually at the same time threw away uh, her cigarettes, last pack of cigarettes she ever smoked. Not even the whole pack. She just stopped. So he's quit so cold it. turkey. She said, oh, I'm done. Yep. And, um, and so Teresa and I went off on our honeymoon, not knowing that any of this had occurred. And when we came back, Teresa's mom talked with, uh, with her and shared with her. Uh, Teresa came to the Lord fairly quickly after that and uh, said she wanted to go to church. So I said, oh, okay, I'll go to church. I mean, you know, let's go try one out. We'll see what happens. <laughs> and so uh, we went to uh, what used to be Mandarin Christian Church, is now Christ Church in town. And uh, it was fine. Uh, you know, it didn't really offend me. <laughs> Yeah, as if that was the criteria, um, and uh, so we attended for a while. But uh, pretty quickly after uh, being there, I had one of the pastors come up to me and say, "So, Howdy, what what is keeping you from uh, you know asking the Lord into your life?" And I was like, "Well, you know, I'm kind of a thoughtful guy. I'm kind of <laughs> you know I need to be talked in. I need to be able to see why why I believe what I believe." And so we uh, he goes, "Well, how about if you do an exercise with me?" Very nice man. Um, he said, uh, how about if you, uh, you and I just, uh, look through a book of the Bible and then you keep a list of the stuff that you think is true. Great. The stuff that you don't think is true. Okay. So list, list those and we'll talk about those. And then the stuff you have questions about, we'll just put over on the side. And I said, okay, fine. Uh, what do you want to read first? And he says, well, let's go through the book of Proverbs. So we go through the book of Proverbs and he's, uh, after the uh, study, it was a little bit over a week. He said, uh, so how many truths did you find? I said, a lot. I mean, it was really true. And he goes, how many falses? And I said, I don't have anything. And he said, how many questions do you have? I said, I don't have anything. He goes, okay, well, let's read another book. And he goes, that one was pretty logical and makes kind of good sense. He goes, let's, let's read another book. And I said, okay. So uh, then we went through Psalms. And uh, at the end of that two weeks on that, he said, so how many truths did you find? I said, I found a whole lot. And he said, how many falsehoods? I said, oh, I didn't follow, find any falsehoods. And he said, how many questions do you have? I said, I've, I've got a few. And then he goes, uh, okay, so list those over here. And then uh, we went to Genesis. And uh, he said, okay, after, and we spent a month on Genesis. And he goes, okay, so uh, what'd you think? I said, that's interesting. It's a lot of what I remember about uh, church when I was an Episcopalian. And he goes, uh, so how many truths did you find? I said, a whole bunch in there. And he goes, uh, okay, how many falsehoods? Well, none. And he says, and how many questions do you have? I said, a few. He goes, like, you know, the earth filling up with water and, uh, and you know, man being created first. And they'll say, yes, that stuff. And I told him my, my questions. After all those, after those three books, I had, oh, 50, 60 questions that I had. Mm-hmm. I had over 200, 300 truths. I had no falsehoods. And um, he said to me, he said, okay, so uh, let's go through the Gospels now. So we, we went through the Gospels, and I said, do you want me to keep a list of the truths and the falses and the questions? He goes, absolutely. He goes, but it's not so important anymore. And I go, why? He goes, because I just wanted to show you what you were reading. And he goes, you've seen all these truths in this document. You've not seen anything false. And then you have some questions. He goes, how does that make you feel about the document? I said, you mean the Bible? And he goes, yeah. And I'm like, well, it seems like there's a lot of truth. <laughs> and he goes, uh, and then those things that you have questions about, uh, you know, the, the faith part of it is uh, believing that, those, that there are those answers in the Bible for those, those questions that you have, of which almost all of them, in fact, all of them, counting because of the Holy Spirit, um, have now been moved to the truth side of the uh, docket for me. Yeah. So uh, that was the time that I accepted the Lord into my life. Was <laughs> And you really said, oh. okay. I know he's king, and I'm following him because I, I he's worth following, right? I mean, like that he's true. 
Uh, and, and Teresa and I have seen uh, the Lord bless us in the beginning of our marriage as we were young Christians. And then when we had the, I would call it the nine-year ordeal where, um, you know, even good Christians have weaknesses in their marriages and those kind of things. And Teresa and I saw that potential. And we recognized that even though we were leading a Christian life, even though we were going to church, even though we were doing regular Bible studies and those kinds of things, we weren't exactly dedicating uh, our marriage and our position in our marriage to the Lord. And at that nine-year period, we all of a sudden woke up and said, we have to do that. Mm -hmm. And it completely set us off on our trajectory that we're in today, um, which is a lot more uh, common between the two of us. Yeah, and... um you have to have faith today because uh, you have walked not just through the COVID thing with your restaurant, but you've had to deal with health challenges. You've had to deal with uh, other challenges that you have to deal with. And what we end up finding out is, and I'm sure you'll attest to this, is you asked me coming in, how's your day going? I said, well, it's stinky today. Why? Well, because insurance messed up and we have to deal with the the practicalities of a flawed world and those really test our faith and um one of the things i've appreciated about you oh is one i appreciate you being on the board of his light and working through every year you know seeing what god is doing through the ministry and and even living by faith and i mean people are welcome to uh come in to talk to you at any time you know i tell them who especially at the swap meetings i tell guys who's on the board and and the one thing i'm happy about is you're at the swat meeting in your place uh you know christopher parks at the swat meeting down in saint augustine and uh, and then uh, amos allman is at the swat meeting here at the salem center and bennett brown is at the salem center too and uh, so the board guys come to the meetings so they see what God's doing through SWAT. And, uh, and I like that accountability one to see what God's doing. And when we come back, I want you to take a second to kind of share what you see through the radio, the ministry of SWAT as a board guy, and how you kind of the vision you see God, what God's doing, okay? Hey, you're listening to SWAT Radio. I'm, I got Howdy Russell in here, the proprietor of Jumpin' Jack's House of Food. I would love for you to go check it out. Tell Howdy you heard him on the radio on SWAT Radio, and better yet, just mention SWAT 15 and go in and get a 15% discount off your bill. Hey, we're going to be right back with more on SWAT Radio. Keep listening. There is good news for the captive, good news for the shame. There is good news for the world who walks away. There is good news for the doubter, the one religion failed for the good Lord. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. This is Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. And uh, I want to thank all of our sponsors to Ace Door and Window. Thank you. Gary Hale, appreciate so much you uh, sponsoring this program, as well as uh, Jeff Andrews and Highway to Eternity Ministries, and also Tom Neal Trucking. Uh, appreciate you guys being willing to step up and sponsor us and help us take this over the airwaves. And 
Those of you who listen who sent in donations to help keep SWAT radio going, we are so grateful. And, uh, you know, we, we've been approached about going to more stations. And to move beyond where we are now, we're going to need some national sponsors. And so I would just ask if you're listening to pray about that because there's people like Interstate uh, Battery and Hobby Lobby, those people who are unashamed in the business world to have their names associated with programs like us. Some people have to walk a fine line. They're they're not ready to, to go out and be exposed to what could be happening because some of the things we say could be considered hate speech, even like what we were just talking about earlier. So, um, howdy, you have sat on the board now for a while. You've been, um, in my life for a long time and, uh, been a good friend and you sit weekly at SWAT and see what God's doing in the men's lives there. If somebody just came up to you and said, hey, I heard you're on the board at SWAT, what's different about those Bible studies or what's going on at those things? What what would you say? Well, first of all, I'd I'd remove the defensiveness that uh, some churches have to uh, this kind of a a meeting because it really is a a meeting that includes a Bible study. Uh, It really is a, a discipleship, and it's both sides of the discipleship. It's men discipling, but it's also men being discipled. Uh, but at the same time, uh, it absolutely, it, it really doesn't take any component away from the, the local church. So that's an important part of it, just to remove that, that any potential defensiveness somebody might have. Um, what I really see is uh, I felt it on, on my heart that uh, so much of the, uh, uh, of the problems and the, uh, the lack of obedience that we have in obedience to the word, but also uh, you know, to uh, a man's mission. I see so much of, uh, of the problem being men um, just not being trained on how to be men. Mm-hmm. I, I see, I see fathers or, or uh, I see, uh, I see fathers and I see sons and I see brothers and I see uh, guys who have an X chromosome and a Y chromosome. <laughs> I, I actually, it is now stark to me to be able to see the difference between um a, a true man, somebody who takes charge of things, who accepts responsibility, who 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 leads, who jumps into it, says, "I'm going to do it," um, who takes that responsibility, both both positive and negative, takes that responsibility to go do something. Um, I, I just see that missing um, in most of our communities. Um, I mean, it's 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 not any it's not uh, uh, a problem that is held by just one community or another. It's not a problem that's being held by a, uh, you know, a financial level either. So I see that shortcoming and I just say, you know, um, men need to be trained on, on being, you know, to being a man. Um, I mean, so many men will, uh, will stop short when they read the Bible and they say, my wife is supposed to submit to me. And I'm like, well, that's true. Um, you're supposed to love her like Jesus loved the church. So, um, are you ready to die for her? Hmm. And it's like, well, yes. Okay. Really? You know, okay. So why don't you just why don't you die to that, uh, you know, that uh, schedule re- replacement on, over here, or that football team, or that golf match, or that uh, you know pornography, or that whatever? Um, and it's like, well, I don't think that's really stopping. Well, there you go. You know, um, so just being able to see those kinds of things and the uh, uh, the SWAT meetings are uh, a way that uh, you really it, it's a fantastic way for 
uh, a man to experience uh, certainly camaraderie and community with the men that are there uh, to be able to, to uh, uh, have a uh, an organized, well-presented uh, um, Bible study as well, uh, but also leave with a, uh, you know, with a, a specific mission that, uh, you know, you, you have a personal responsibility. Um, and so it's like, you know, this, this isn't, it isn't about your family or the guy next to you or the, the, uh, you know, the other family next to you or the pastors or whoever. It's not about their responsibilities. It's about your responsibilities. And, and what do you take away from, uh, uh, from what Doug taught today? And I get, I, I get to watch, like I said, I get to watch fathers and I get to watch sons and I get to watch brothers be able to absorb, uh, what they've pulled into, you know, from those meetings and, uh, be able to take that and continue to, uh, to develop and to be able to take that on. What's, well, what's cool is after the meetings, I mean, how many guys hang around? A lot of guys hang around and talk afterwards, don't they? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, typically it's the guys who aren't on that uh, sharp schedule. <laughs> <laughs> the guys who are on the sharp schedule, um, I mean, like we start at 6.30 and, uh, and we're done at 7.30. And you do an excellent job, a very uh, almost militaristic job of being done when you say you're going to be done. And to the guys that either have a schedule uh, conflict or they have to leave at exactly a time, they, they excuse themselves quietly and they, they leave. So, you know, schedule really doesn't get in the way of, uh, of people um, attending one of these meetings. Um, yeah, and they do stay, stay late. I mean, I definitely have, uh, I have stronger relationships with men that I had already uh, either known or had relationships in the past. And then also a uh, you know, significant, uh, uh, you know, others that I've met because of SWAT, and now we have friendships that uh, that extend past the meetings. Yeah, it's good. Well, I, I'm so glad that uh, you allow us to meet in uh, Jumpin' Jack's House of Food. That's every Thursday. Uh, we just met this morning. In fact, this morning, the, the what we're going to be covering on the radio next week is Acts 1, 12, 12 through 26, talking about God's man, you know, uh, being God's man. And uh, I, I just think, and just a reminder, too, um, on February 27th, there's going to be an iron sharpens iron at Mandarin Presbyterian church. I would love for you to register for that. You can go to iron sharpens and, uh, and find out more information about that. Um, howdy is, uh, you continue to go on. You've recently expanded to downtown with your jumping jacks house of foods. Um, do you see it going beyond Jacksonville or do you see, do you feel God moving you to do more with it uh, right now? Or are you just right now just trying to get these little eggs to grow? You know? <laughs> well, we, we developed the first Jumpin' Jack's House of Food, and the, the whole thing with the first store is, can it work? Um, so you're proving a concept. So store one, that was the mission, and we did it in Mandarin because I knew more of the community of Mandarin. Uh, that was has turned out to be extremely successful and, and very strong. Second store, you're just proving that you can uh, build another one and duplicate it, uh, replicate it, and we've done that out at Atlantic Beach. And then uh, downtown, when you do store number three, which was always our design to have three stores to begin uh, Jumpin' Jack's House of Food, we're then just uh, being able to then establish a third store that, that makes you a chain, and our goal was to not act like a chain. Or at mm-hmm. least we wanted all the good parts about being a chain, but none of the baggage that you know being a chain restaurant company have. 
Um, after that point, once you have the three stores, then the uh, mission becomes uh, establishing um, very strong uh, economic principles to be able to, to budget profit and to be able to budget sales and those kinds of things. And so that's what we've been doing since we opened up downtown. Throw in the complicator of COVID um, <clears throat> has definitely forced our hands uh, to, be, uh, to be profitable in those stores. Now, going forward... Um, I personally have uh, have run companies that have uh, been uh, ten stores to thirty stores, so we really don't see that uh, uh, we're limited um, above or below, you know, those kind of things, those kind of numbers. Once we get to you know the larger numbers, we're certainly going to be open to how do we go to the next step. I mean, I've got extensive uh, experience in franchising. I don't like franchising because you tend to lose control over the product. Uh, but we could do it if that's the way that we need to go forward. Uh, if it was, you know, some other way of raising the funds to be able to go to the next uh, next level, then we would do that. Um, if the Lord decides that, you know what, it's just, you know, too cumbersome to grow uh, past three stores, then we'll take our three stores and uh, and we'll continue to uh, uh, improve those. Well, seeing, uh, you know, when you said that, it just made me think like, for the guy out there who's listening or the lady out there who's listening who is a believer and has a desire to start a business, how much is your faith a part of what you do in the restaurant business? No, that's a, that's a super question because you should ask yourself that every waking moment. Um, you typically know so much about your business because you live it and breathe it. And in my case, I've been doing it for 40 years. You almost think you know everything, and you may. Um, however, uh, if the Lord's not in it, it's not going to get blessed. And it's amazing, uh, how, how many in my world, how many problems he has solved that there's no way that my brain was going to solve that problem. And I mean, COVID was one of them. We actually had some, uh, we, we were, uh, on a quest to, uh, establish, establish hard budgets for food cost and labor, the two big, biggest expenses and, uh, my schedule for hitting those, those hard points was going to be years, and the Lord made it happen in almost days. Um, once COVID hit, and we had to be fiscally responsible at that moment, uh, our business dropped eighty-five percent in one day. Mm-hmm. Um, but He seemed to correct all the cost issues in less than two weeks. We were in our budget that were our our, uh, our budget targets, and we've maintained those and and actually incrementally improved those. Uh, since uh, since March 12th of last year. So uh, well, the Lord's got to be in the middle of it. So he's in it. So uh, I've met several of your managers, several of your employees there. It's a very positive attitude. Is is your faith something that you openly talk about with your employees, or is it something because of, you know, rules of employment and, you know, HR stuff? that you don't i mean uh think about that when we come back from the break i want because there's people out there in business some of them won't let you talk about faith at all and i just i would love to hear how you handle that and maybe some insight on that okay when we come back so uh you're listening to howdy wrestle proprietor of jumping jack's house of food uh and mandarin on san jose boulevard downtown jacksonville on west adams and Atlantic Boulevard out at Atlantic Beach. Best burger you're going to get. Tell them SWAT 15 and you get 15% off your entire bill. What a great deal. And tell them 
there so they'll write it down say i heard howdy on swat radio hey i'm glad you're listening today we're going to be right back with the last part of our program if you have any questions you can send it to ask at swatradio.com and i'll ask howdy we'll be right back on swat radio this program has the potential to reach millions of men each week If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. There is good news for the captive, good news for the shame. There is good news for the world who walked away. There is good news for the doubter, the one religion failed. For the good Lord has come. I love that song. It says he's our rescuer, and he is. I'm so thankful for Jesus and what he's done in my life. Hopefully you know him. If you don't, you can send me an email at Doug at SWATradio.com. I'll be happy to chat with you about that. If you're listening today and um, you just want to talk about that, I, I know a lot of people are struggling during COVID. And, you know, if you're listening and you're a believer, please keep your antenna up. Keep your antenna up because the world, because of everything we've been going through, can be a very discouraging place right now. Especially in this country, a lot of people, uh, there's still a lot of division, a lot of people upset, a lot of people struggling with the mandates, struggling with things that are going on. And how do you've always been very positive. And the question I asked you uh, before we went to break was, in the workplace, how much do you, are you, do you allow faith to be a part of that? I mean, I know you use it for your decisions, but verbally with employees is it something that comes up naturally? Because some people who are Christian in the workplace are so concerned about lawsuits, they don't allow that. What What do you do? Well, that concern is, uh, that's a reality. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it's probably prudent to be uh, at least mindful. And it also uh, kind of, it, it also gives you a, a glimpse into how a non-believer is going to perceive you, what you tell them. Um one of the things that that absolutely strikes me is the amount of times that Jesus refers to Scripture in uh, in the Bible, and he never recites chapter and verse. I mean, when he's on the cross and he says, you know, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? 
and he's quoting scripture. He didn't say, by the way, that's in Psalms, and I wanted to point out, you know, he doesn't do that. Um, so the idea that you have to uh, uh, proselytize or be able to witness to somebody and they have to say the prayer right now while you're there at lunch and that kind of thing, I, I'm, I'm, that's not my style. Uh, my style is more to continue to be embedded uh, in what the Word actually says and what the Holy Spirit wants me to, to do and what uh, uh, what the Bible, you know, what what it intends and what it means, all those kind of things, and to, to really continue to try to uh, grow in, in my understanding of that and then actually live that out. Um, we, I, I like the fact that uh, if you actually go to what Jesus said, um, as opposed to what the pastor interpreted what the what Jesus said, if you actually go to what he said, it's amazing how universal it is when you're actually having a conversation with somebody, especially somebody you care about, especially uh, somebody who uh, you you feel needs to know this uh, this good news. Um, I, I just I, seeing those examples, that's what I try to do. Is uh, you know I, I try to make sure that. Uh, all the time is maybe overused, but most of the time I try to make sure that uh, uh, the things I'm saying um, mimic or are um, exactly what uh, what the Bible says. Um, you mean you try to live like Jesus lived? Well, man, and I know I'm not going to, <laughs> yeah. and, and I know that— uh, Well, we're flawed and we don't, but, but, but that doesn't mean we don't put forth the effort because Paul says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. And, you know, it's interesting when Paul was in Acts 17, when he, Luke is writing about Paul over in Athens, he started where people were. Do you notice that in Acts 17? He said, hey, you've got a, a – a, 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 he didn't go, you guys are worshiping this idol here. He says, hey, you got a statue to an unknown God. Can I tell you about that God for a second? Right. He starts where they are. And – and I, I do appreciate that. You know, one of your employees was at our Bible study the other day. He comes and he gets food ready for us to eat. And he sat in that day. And afterwards he goes, man, I, I really like that. I think I'm going to start being a part of this more. And he's been cooking for us for a while, but he's just been hearing it. And we've been loving him and letting him see and witness what's going on. Nobody twisted his arm to come sit down. Right. He goes, I think I'm going to go check that out. And he came over there. And I, I really think that's one reason I love having it in your place, because a lot of times at the end of our study, you'll have other people that use your facility from the city. And what's going on here? Even people driving by, hey, what's going on in Jumping Jacks this early in the morning? And we're having a Bible study. And it's not just there. It's other places. That's why I like having our meetings out in public. And, you know, I want to go back to something you said earlier when you told pastors not to be worried. You know, we have 18 or 19 churches represented from the guys at SWAT, about 90 guys uh, post-COVID. Like, you know, our numbers are down a little bit because of COVID, uh, but, but still 19 churches represented. And some of the guys said they feel like they're missionaries back in their church. They're out there trying to spread this message of being a spiritual warrior like you were talking about being God's man in their church because we've been so feminized by our culture and there's nothing wrong with femininity if you're a woman, but you don't want femininity if you're a man. That's not the way God made us. You know, he did not make men to be effeminate. In fact, he's 
very clearly in Scripture said that. And so he made us to be men. In fact, Paul himself said what? Act like men. And so um, I, I just I, I, I appreciate that about you. Well, one of the things, just to, to not let that get away, Doug, was is um, what some people interpret what a man is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Because some people uh, uh, interpret a man is supposed to be a brute or a man is supposed to be a rock. A man is supposed to be... Uh, you know, forceful, all of those kinds of things. And then there may be occasions for that. Uh, but the biblical definition of what a man is is n- not any of, of the things that the world says men need to not be. It's actually not that. It's not the uh, that I need to be, you know, brutishly, you know, stupid. It's like, well, we can be stupid on our own and we yeah. can be brutes on our own. Uh, but the idea that we uh, that we need to uh, that we need to lead, uh, that we need to be uh, to reject not moving the fact that we need to we we need to move you know in one way or another uh and the way that we need to not look for the instant payback we need to look for the fact that uh, we just need to do the right thing and the rewards will pay themselves off in due time and i got to tell you one of the things i get most convicted of is uh before i go into work every day uh, i basically say the prayer of jabez it's not word for word but it's basically that lord expand my territory and then a caveat of but you have to direct my steps I can't do it on my own. I won't do it the right way on my own. And one of the things I originally had had said when I said that prayer was, Lord, help me to do what you want me to do. But it's like, uh, I'm, wouldn't he be offended? Help me? Help me? Like, how could you? I mean, I need to help. I need to do my work for you. So direct my steps, Lord. Let me do the right thing. And I got to tell you, every time I'm able to look back on that and I see that answered prayer that uh, I, I didn't do that on my own. I'm, I'm not that guy. He directed me. Well, steps. you don't take credit for it. You can't take credit for it. I mean, like, um, he, I mean, it's like you said earlier, Psalm 127. If the Lord doesn't build it, then it's going to fall. It's going to fail. Uh, if, he does, if he doesn't build a house, it's going to come crashing down. If he doesn't build a wall, you're not going to be protected. So, hey, I wanted to share this. Um, uh, we got a message uh, about uh, thanking you. For all the work that y'all do with Angelwood and that organization, and I don't know what. Tell me and our listeners what Angelwood is. For well, sure. actually, the the interaction with Angelwood is from our Mandarin location, and we have been. I, I think the first order we ever got from Angelwood would have been right after we opened, mm-hmm. and uh, um, our manager of the uh, of the Mandarin store. Uh, uh, Dana Landis was the guy who actually uh, or- originated that relationship with Angelwood. And we've done things for them uh, at their location. Uh, they've come to our location uh, in a couple ways, and we've just had this ongoing relationship with them that has just been a – I mean, it has definitely blessed us, I believe, more than <laughs> it's blessed them. But I will let uh, I'll let that go. We'll keep trying to do everything we can to, to serve them. It's great to hear the, the, the comment because you, you kind of – you almost want to be quiet about it. You don't. You don't want to be too vocal about it. But at the same time, we cherish them as uh, as pretty close neighbors for us. Well, and uh, I remember early on in COVID too, we partnered with you with SWAT. We took food out to the St. John sheriffs, and you you were. I know that's just one thing that you guys do. You pro- help provide food at a discount to people and with organizations like us to do it and to give those frontline workers. So I, I appreciate what you do with Angelwood and what you do 
to to help the community. Well, by the way, those sheriffs lit up when we. I mean, those police. They were excited up. about oh, the awesome. burgers, man. They, in fact, they still talk. When I see those guys, they still talk about that. Well, um, I, I want to remind our listeners one more time that Howdy is um, a member of my board, uh, the His Light International Ministry Board, uh, that oversees our ministry, which SWAT Radio is one of those ministries, and the SWAT Bible Studies. So if you go into the restaurant and you heard it today and you order there and you you just, uh, just tell them you heard about that restaurant on SWAT Radio and go in there. It's in Mandarin on San Jose Boulevard, uh, West Adam Street for you downtowners who work downtown, and then Atlantic Beach for the beach people. And uh, it is great. And howdy, I, uh, I'm so glad that you were able to come in today. I, I do want to go one more thing. You, you have gone through, at least in the, the, the 20 years I've known you, you've gone through a lot of, uh, you've had personal trials, um, you've dealt with family health issues that have been, um, it's, at, I mean, at times overwhelming for people. I mean, just your normal person would look at all the, whether it's dealing with the work issues and stuff, all that together. I certainly have leaned on you from my own issues that I've had to d- deal through because you've walked through these valleys. What's the one thing that you feel like God has taught you through all these things as you've been trial after trial after trial uh, that you just keep saying okay jesus what are you teaching me through this what is the what is the one thing you've really learned over that time to uh, rely on him Uh, he's in charge he's not fooled by any of this he wasn't fooled by covid and he's in charge so just let him have it Uh, you know it's it's not i'm not going to solve the problem he is you got to lean on him well Thank you for joining us, giving us time out of your busy schedule on a Thursday. Uh, If you want to listen to this or any past program, you can go to SWATradio.com. You can connect with us via Facebook at SWAT Radio Talk, Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk, Instagram at SWAT Radio Talk. And go to Jumpin' Jack's, get a burger over the weekend, or go get some breakfast. They're open for breakfast on Saturday and Sunday in Mandarin, San Jose Boulevard, downtown Jacksonville on West Adams, Atlantic Beach on Atlantic Boulevard. You've been listening to SWAT Radio. We'll be back tomorrow. Taylor will be in here with Bob Grumman. They'll be talking about Iron Sharpens Iron. And I'll be back on Monday. Uh, Have a great one on SWAT Radio. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening